You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You love them, you hate them, and you can't stop talking about them. Announcers, analysts, pundits, they're all fair game. It's Sports Media Mayhem with Alex Reamer. Time to let it rip. All right, we have some cross-pod pollination here, as I was saying early on. Ooh, like Kyrie that. Thompson, yes, I just came up with it, is our new uh, Patriots guy for Odyssey Sports, WEI. Kyrie, what's up, man? It's going good, man. And again, as a, as a former biologist, stuff like that, I mean, it, it warms the cockles of my heart, so to speak. So, yeah, no, I, I love it. I pride myself on being an English guy, but I have no idea what cockles means. So you're ahead of me there. As well. Apparently, it's like it's basically just like uh, you know the, the coals, right? You know, somebody who's very, very cold-hearted, you know, warms the embers, okay. something like that. Context clues. I've heard it used a bunch of times. Like, we're just gonna go with that, okay? Yeah. Maybe I'll look it up later and, and give you the actual definition. It's good. I'll look it up. I had a very mean English teacher my sophomore year of high school, but she drilled oh. the vocab into our heads. So any good word that I use in any story I write is thanks to Ms. Sims. So. There we go. I've had a Ms. Sims before. Um, Not necessarily that memorable, but yeah, no, my, my high school English teacher was like very, she, she seemed like she was nice. It's like, it's like the Jeff Van Gundy con man comment that was made about Michael Jordan back in the day. She, she seemed nice and would have the smile and whatnot, but good Lord, she was a savage when it came to grading the papers. And then I, and then I did student publications with her. So I did the journalism, did school newspaper even more of a savage when it came to the student newspaper. Good gracious. Uh, well, she trained you well for this uh, very warm industry in which uh, we, we're, we're part of here. Um, so you have a podcast, a daily podcast, sometimes a twice per day podcast. Right? Oh, yeah. You are a podcast machine. First in Foxborough, you can find it wherever you can find your favorite podcasts. Uh, so you did a show this week that I found very interesting about just kind of what it's like to cover Belichick, cover the Patriots. And this is a topic that I, as a media writer, have written about. I I think I've spoken with pretty much every beat writer about this topic at one point or another, so I'm glad to add you to the list. Uh, Let me start here. When did you start covering the Patriots on a regular basis? So I started last year as a member of Boston.com, which is under the Boston Globe umbrella. Right. Uh, And and back then, right, it was still, uh, especially in OTAs and and minicamp, the the interviews were still via Zoom, right? So it's like we'd come off the field after watching practice, and then we go into like the media workroom, and then we're hopping on Zoom with players because we still were trying to figure out – the COVID situation. So this year is the, you know, my first experience of, I mean, I've been in the locker rooms post game before because I, I had done a couple of games back in uh, end of 2019, early 2020, but this is the first experience I'll have of just like every day being able to go and talk to the players, which is 
very, very interesting. Right. But yeah, the first time I asked a question of Bill Belichick was over a Zoom meeting, which was, I don't know, kind of a surreal experience. And then uh, the, the, you know, then I, I, you know, first day of training camp last year, I tried it again and that one got me a stare down. So it's like, I was, I was ingratiated pretty quickly to the media circle of people that Bill Belichick was like, watch your step. Was that, so it was that a stare down over zoom? No, no, this was a stare oh, down. This in training camp you know, okay. over zoom, over zoom. was like, yeah, you know, sure. Yeah. Common yeah. answer or whatever. But yeah. um, I, uh, I think he got, he thought I was getting too comfortable with a question about that. I had about Adrian Phillips. It was a pretty standard question. Just like, what are you, what are you seeing from Adrian Phillips this year? Um, after, you know, seeing him kind of be, uh, you know, playing a different role than than maybe he has in the past. And and that was the part that he seized on. I don't know what role you're talking about, uh, whatever. But but he actually gave me a pretty good answer to my question. So I think it was just kind of like, uh, OK, you, you think, you know, some stuff. Let me let me tell you that you don't because I'm Bill Belichick and you don't actually know anything. So, so what's it like as a young reporter to be on the receiving end of a Bill Belichick grumble and stare down? Were you intimidated at all? I mean, look, in inside, I was dying a little bit, but you know, but you know what, when, when he did that, the only thing I was going to sit up there and do in that moment was stare right in his eyes and be like, okay, all right, what's up? Like, you know, in, in the yeah. end, it's like, I'm, I'm here, I'm asking the questions, like I'm going to be here a while. So, I mean, like, I'm not going to, not going to show you that I'm feeling it, but inside, oh, hell yeah, I was, I was baking. And, and it's funny because after that happens, right, practice is uh, about to start and uh, Mike Reese from ESPN comes up to me and he's just like, dude, just keep sticking your nose in there and asking questions like you're doing the right thing. And then he's like kind of like whisper, whisper. He's like, man, the first time I asked that dude a question, I thought I was going to fucking die. And I was just <laughs> like, OK. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So it's like this, there's like a camaraderie about it, which I think is which I think is good. And, you know, so I'm curious, like this training camp, I was very fascinated with the way Belichick handles all sorts of controversies, but especially this play caller controversy. I think it became apparent very early on he wasn't going to divulge any information about who the play caller is going to be. But you know, as covering the team, like this summer, that's been the number one story that people have been interested about. So as a conduit of the public, you have to ask about it. So how do you think and say, okay, he's obviously not going to answer a direct question about this, but I still have to ask about it because it's still of interest. So how do you kind of work around a situation like that? It's been so funny watching, you know, that many people and and, and even trying it myself in, in certain ways, you know, in kind of roundabout fashion to try and get somebody to say anything at all about the system or what somebody else, you know, like, like what you might look like in this system or what somebody else yeah. might look like in, in kind of a new system with some of these plays and even the defensive guys, uh, you know, I, I even, I even tried it with Lawrence guy, right. Uh, just being like, Hey, you know, what's it like facing uh, a, a team, you know, like, like this team doing a lot of outside zones where like, yeah, maybe they ran it last year, but you know, maybe not quite as much. Uh, as they're doing it now. And he's like, oh, so you were at training camp last year and you knew what we were running. You knew we weren't doing outside zones. It's like, <laughs> well, I was there, you know, and I know you're doing it. And he's like, uh, but, but he was kind of joking about it. Cause yeah. he's just like, Hey, I'm, he's like, I'm practicing my Belichick. You like that Belichick answer right there. So it's like, no, like they, Belichick knows it's coming and everybody knows that they've got to ask it. And it's just, it's just one of those deals where he's in mid season form and he's just, he's not going to do it. He's not going to play around with it. Sometimes, 
Well, sometimes he will. Sometimes it'll be like, oh, you know, it's a process and it'll, it'll give you the chuckle. But other times it's like, look, okay, I'm not in the mood. It, I think some of it really does depend on the day. Like if they had a bad day of practice the day before, or like they had a bad preseason showing, then then the, the temper gets shorter. Like I feel like you could tell there was a difference between, you know, them kind of losing in preseason week one and him not wanting to talk about it. And then there was a difference between mm. that and preseason week two, where they had, you know, kind of a better overall performance. And he's like kind of joking about it and laughing, but like, again, you know, guys that are, they're being really persistent about it, right? Like Phil Perry, who's just like, look, can you tell me about this process and just don't worry about it. Right. right. Or, or just like, we look, yeah. we're looking for more clarity. Great. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> right. And, and it's just, you, you know that sometimes that button has been pushed and you kind of almost got it back down because it's not going to happen, right? It's like that Nick Saban thing. I'm not going to, so quit asking. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The thing about Belichick, too, is he is not, he's very comfortable with awkward silence, which oh, yeah. a lot of people are not. So because he is, He's able to just give you a one word answer and then he's fine just looking at you. Yeah. And you know, the funny thing too, is that he will use those awkward silences to create more awkwardness. Like he'll, he'll stop talking and then somebody else will get ready to jump in with another question. I got, got with this actually, um, like during the first media avail of the year down at OTAs where he paused for like three seconds like it was over that the, the thought was finished and i start asking a question and then he continues with a non sequitur really like like he wasn't really saying anything but he's just like so yeah blah 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 to finish off his answer and i'm just like you son of a bitch like, like <laughs> it, 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 it's like you you did that on purpose to get me but i mean he has been doing this for so long where it is a game and i think that in regards to the offense like the offensive play caller the, the scheme and all of that it is a, you know a, a chew toy in a lot of ways it is this obsession that i feel like he loves stoking controversy about by being awkward about it and i can't help but laugh i mean honestly every time it happens whether it's to me or to somebody else and he just says one of those well, i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> it's like yes you do obviously you do you know everything that's going on with this team you know everything that, that, that you know everything that you want to see from this process and i feel like he's kind of revealed little bits of the process uh you know in in kind of a roundabout way but he's never going to give it to you straight up and and to him it is a game and if he gives in we win um do you think belichick has contempt for the media i think that you know, honestly, I'm not I'm not sure that that's true. I mean, I, I do think that he doesn't enjoy doing media stuff and that he wouldn't do it if he didn't have to or he would pick and choose when he gets to. Because here's the thing, like uh, the other day, right, he, he does the, the Chris Berman thing, right? right. He's clapping for Chris Berman or he'll sneak into the booth during the NFL combine. Right. And and, uh, you know, he sound, he's like having a good old time with it and joking is a whole different Belichick. 
or he'll go on like inside the NFL right. and talk about Ed Reed. And it's like, it's like, he's talking Crazy. about his child. He absolutely right. loves this man. He'll yeah. be over here nerding out about some play Ed Reed made 15 years ago. Right. And, and he's like a kid at Christmas. But when it comes to the media availabilities, I don't know. I've seen it in person where he respects Tom Curran. Right. And he respects right. Jim McBride. He respects those guys that have been there. And he's not necessarily actively trying to be a douche. He just doesn't want to answer your questions. Yeah. And everybody knows that that's the relationship going in. Because, for example, he gives Tom all kinds of leeway when it comes to following up on things and kind of doing a soliloquy in a way that I'm absolutely sure he would not do with me. Right. Right. So, so again, I don't think it's, it's contempt. I don't think he hates the media, but it's clear that he's just like, look, in the end, you're going to play this game on my terms. I don't care what you think about what I'm doing. I don't care if you like the way that I go about my job in the end, like, look, we'll, we'll do this little thing and we'll get what we need to get out of it. But like, I'm, I'm not here to play your game. Like I'm, you're doing it my way or no way at all. Yeah. Yeah. Applauding Chris Berman. We were graced with his presence. I think that was even another, that was another sign to me that the game is maybe past Belichick by if he thinks that Chris Berman is still like, you know, a big deal. <laughs> yeah. But I think it, it's like I'm, one of those deals where he's been around so long, yes, yes, right. Yes, they both yes, kind of been yes. along coming up through the game yes. and, and, and all that for so long. And, and I think that he kind of, I, I guess I don't really know what relationship they have, but it's their peers, obviously. Like, like hey, the same old timer. Yeah. Hey, yeah, old timer. Right. What's up? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're peers. And I would say from afar, and granted, I'm talking about all this from the comfort of my computer chair. It might have a different attitude if I were down there on a regular basis. But that you mentioned Belichick is very friendly towards NFL films and NFL network. And he loves, you know, the Chris Bermans of the world. And that always has been the one part of Belichick that I just on a human level, I don't love, right? Like, I don't love that he, you're right, has a much different attitude towards the big national brands. And then I remember like last season, this poor woman was clearly on an assignment asking him about like his New Year's resolutions. You probably remember oh that. God, yeah. And he was a total dick to her. And I'm just like, you know, like why treat like the littlest of the little people like that publicly? I'm sure he doesn't mean it personally, but that to me is just the one thing where I'm like, mm, like, I know you're playing a game, but do you really have to be mean to the littlest person out there? You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, it's a it's a power play, right? Yeah. And and I think that it's it's also like, and again, I think I felt this that first time that I was in person and asked him a question, and and he kind of did what he did. And again, it's like he answered my question, and, and, and you know, I got something good out of it and all that. But just that little subtle reminder that like, hey, rookie, like I don't know who you are, but don't get like like, like don't like don't get too comfortable, right? You're not these guys that have been around here for twenty years. And like, they're not going anywhere and, and, and that kind of thing. It's like, look, like you're, 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 you're down here and I'm up here. And I do think that there is that, that element of it, right? It's like, if I don't, like basically for him, like, if I don't know you, like, don't, don't be acting like, you know, me or know my football team. And, and so it's like, there, there is that little bit, I think of, uh, yeah, like gamesmanship and, and almost just being like, you know, yeah, sure. I'll, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, put you down a little bit. I'm going to keep you down there on that rug. I think I felt that a little bit, but then again, that's right. You see little things like, uh, sub, like Sebastian Vollmer comes back and he, you know, was at training camp one day, um, because he's trying to, you know, 
do NFL media availability to grow the game in Europe, right? And so Sebastian Vollmer comes back and he he indulges him, right? Because he's his former player, right? right? So it really, I think it really is kind of like Belichick has his his guys. I don't know that necessarily like you would call anybody in the media, at least locally, like his guys, right? But the idea that it's like, okay, look, we have a relationship. You've been asking me questions for 20 years. Whereas like for me, I've been here for like a year. Yeah. Or you know, somebody coming from out of town, right? Isn't necessarily somebody he sees every day. He's just like, who are you? What do you think you're doing in my house? <laughs> and uh, I'll get out of here on this. I did think it was interesting in your show. You said that you've co- you covered the Bears previously before uh, coming here. Um, and you said that actually covering the Patriots has been a better experience for you than covering the Bears, which I don't think a lot of people would buy from afar because it seems like the Pats are like the ultimate Fort Knox. But you say yeah. no. Yeah, it, it's interesting because like I still talk to a bunch of uh, Bears media friends that I have that go to practice every day, and they're not even allowed to tweet now until practice is is over. And this is for like a training camp practice, right? No updates, no nothing, right? And it's like the Patriots, like yeah, they they, they cut off your video after a certain amount of time, like I, and they don't let you do walk. Right. Things like that. Right. I like don't uh, you know, say like too many specifics about what's going on. But otherwise, it's like, yeah, I like plays. Sure. Whatever. Have at it. Like I've never been dinged by Patriots PR for getting too revealing. And, and again, it's like I'm you know, trying not to necessarily be too revealing. But like, yeah, the, the Bears are, are weird because they have been so not that good and not that compelling for so long, but they, but they lock it down even harder. They're even more secretive and the Patriots like, yeah, they have that reputation. But I also think the PR department, like, for example, like for my show, um, I'm there most days and I'm trying to get players to, to chat with, you know, at least during training camp. And they did an excellent job of, of making those players available to me for five minutes or so. And like, they've always been willing to to work with certain things. It's not always going to work out. You're not always going to get the players that you request, but man, it just sounds like pulling teeth for my guys over there in Chicago in a way that, that it isn't here. And every once in a while, yep. The, you know, they'll, they'll change things around on you. They'll change the practice times like they did today where it was like, Oh yeah, it was going to be at, at, you know, 1145, 12 o'clock. And now it's at one twenty. So anybody that has to go there is going to be there all night. But <laughs> I mean, largely, I I think that the experience um, has been a good one. And I think the Patriots beat has also been a good one and a welcoming one for me. So, yeah, I don't have too many complaints except for once again, just being like, yeah, Bill, you ain't got to, you know, front and be like, I don't know. You could just not answer in a normal way. You know what I mean? And uh, that pod is first in Foxborough. Find it where you can find your favorite podcast daily, sometimes twice daily. Kyrie Thompson, content machine. Thanks for coming on, man. Absolutely. All right.